The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Here is what Salt Lake's talking about. Last summer, Salt Lake City introduced a new public safety program, uniformed park rangers, to be stationed at our various city parks. So, with nearly a year under their belt, What have they been up to? And what exactly is the scope of their enforcement? It's Monday, July 10th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Nawal Tulian, we are sitting at a picnic table in Fairmont Park, where you are the lead park ranger. When did you decide you wanted to make a career out of working in parks? I think for me, like, I did have access to the outdoors, um, you know, pretty low barrier access. So my dad would take me out fishing at a state park uh, that's only like an hour away or just have those little opportunities that definitely were formative for me and making me realize I could, you know, do this for the rest of my life. I think one of the advantages of this position is that it's very accessible for a lot of people. I personally could not afford to be a park ranger in Zion National Park. Yeah. That's just not, it doesn't align with with my life. Um, So I think having this opportunity here in Salt Lake City, it opens the doors for a very diverse set of rangers that may have not stepped into this world if it wasn't for this very unique opportunity of being an urban park ranger. So one of the big draws of this program, I think, is just accessibility and making everybody feel like they have a space in the outdoors. I specifically got the degree I have in environmental and sustainability studies because I wanted to work in parks and be a park ranger with an end goal of being a law enforcement park ranger in the future. Okay. So you were on this track before Salt Lake City even had a law enforcement park ranger program. Yes. And something we should take a step back on is law enforcement is not a part of the park ranger position in Salt Lake City. Okay. So we're a lot more like what you would see in a national park. We are interpretive park rangers. So we don't write any tickets. We don't arrest anybody. We don't carry any weapons. We're just here to educate the public on what the park amenities are, what's available, um, to do educational programs. And we do voluntary compliance. So we basically just educate if somebody is not following a certain rule of the park, we educate them on why they should follow that rule or what's the reasoning behind that to try to get voluntary compliance from that person. What happens if you don't get voluntary compliance? If we don't get voluntary compliance, um, there isn't much we can do. We don't have uh, like another, another step that we can take. It's more of just being a continued presence and uh, eventually we have noticed that when people see us, they do comply with the park rules. Uh, we have gone out in other situations, uh, such as in uh, Parley's Historic Nature Park, massive off-leash dog park. And there was in 
March, there was a mandatory leash order. So we had to ask everybody to have their dogs on leash because there was elk in the park and we didn't want any negative interference between the dogs and the elk. So, you know, we had to ask most people complied and then we had a few that just wouldn't comply. And the next step with not getting compliance for us in that situation was uh, talking to animal control and, and doing a walkthrough with an actual animal control officer and escalating it to, to a different department, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when we got here, I noticed there were a lot of off-leash dogs mm -hmm. running around by the pond, not in the off-leash dog area. Salt Lake dog owners are notorious, can be notoriously difficult, I feel like, around this issue. Mm -hmm. What do those conversations look like for you? Yeah, it can be tricky. A lot of people, um, you know, they've that's the hard part with it being such a new ranger program. A lot of people have been walking their dogs here off leash for the last couple decades, right? Mm -hmm. So it's um, it's very hard to to walk that line of we're trying to build a community here and we're trying to have people happy with the ranger program, but also trying to get some kind of compliance. Um, we try to draw a line of how how are those dogs affecting other other users? So mm -hmm. um, if somebody's running their dog in a field and there's nobody around, uh, you know, not causing any issues. A lot of times that's not a problem. It's not something we have to talk to them about. That's something that we can use our discretion for and not have to have the conversation every single time. Yeah, that's funny because I feel like as a dog owner who also really likes having my dog off leash, I have to confess, it's surprising to me that you and I are doing the same like playing the same game of using discretion to interpret the law. Yeah. <laughs> That makes me feel good. Yeah, and it's, it's it makes our our lives easier as well as park rangers. Um, but it is it is a hard because we have different um, different parties who are asking. You know, a lot of people do want all the dogs to be on leash all the time. Um, it is just a very hard thing for us to do constantly. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's a tricky one. What's a day in a life like for you? Um, day in the life. So we start out... Or a day at work. Sorry, you don't have to start with your like, coffee routine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, first I like to use my conical grinder to... <laughs> you, know, um, you seem like a pour-over guy, I'm going to be real. <laughs> I, I do like my coffee. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we start out... Normally I start our day off at Fairmont. Um, we do have other satellite parks we like to visit. So start out our day at Fairmont, do our morning laps. Uh, a lot of times we'll help out the uh, groundskeepers with some trash pickup mm -hmm. and then we'll move on to other parks. Uh, Fairmont can be a little slow sometimes so it doesn't make sense for us to be here all day long. We try to we try to be where the most people are going to be. Uh, mm -hmm. So a lot of times we'll move over to Liberty Park. If the Liberty team is off we'll move to Parley's Historic Nature Park and we'll have a lot more valuable conversations about keeping dogs out of natural areas and that kind of that kind of thing. So the day kind of just it depends on the day. Sometimes we have random fun projects like a little uh, river crossing to get some invasive myrtle spurge uh, trucked out of Parley's Historic Nature Park. I think that depends on your definition of fun. Sounds like a sick time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think we're all maybe wired a little bit differently where we think that's fun. Yeah. But yeah, the, the days vary quite a bit where mm. some days it's just walking through the parks doing dog compliance. Some days it's doing a little bit more maintenance.
Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants. But the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments. So if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. Well, it's interesting because when this program was announced by the mayor, the park ranger program, it was sort of billed as a way to create a sense of safety in parks where there were concerns about crime. Mm -hmm. And some community members kind of bristled at that because Salt Lake City has a no camping ordinance and there was fear that your job would be to enforce that ordinance basically and move people that are unsheltered out of parks. How do you interact with people who are unsheltered in the parks? Yeah, we try to, again, like any other user in the park, we try to have a positive relationship with them. Having a negative relationship with somebody and trying to ask for any kind of compliance, it's going to be way less productive than, you know, garnering a relationship first and then asking politely to, to have some kind of outcome. So our main goal with people who are unsheltered in the park is really just offering them resources to try to give them some kind of route to get out of the park more permanently instead of just asking them to leave for the day. Mm. Um, of course, we do have, just like dog compliance, we have situations where you do cross a line of, okay, it's time to have some kind of, it's time to have a compliance conversation about what we're seeing here with maybe it's excessive trash in the park mm-hmm. or an encampment where it's just not the most acceptable place uh, where it's it's really hard for other people to enjoy the park if they're in a certain location. But yeah, for the, we, we never kick anybody out of the park and we're really, our main objective as park rangers is to offer help and to help them get connected with resources is, is a big part of what we do uh, with the unsheltered community. So it's specifically not in your purview to enforce the camping ordinance? Uh, yeah, it is not. Um, we do partner with the HART team. They, they work and do uh, rapid intervention. They do encampment impact mitigation. 
So if we do see an, uh, a camp that is kind of getting out of hand, that is something we will take a picture of, report it to them. Then they will send out somebody from Volunteers of America, try to get them connected to resources. And then if there is still no action there, if, if people aren't taking resources, then that moves over to, to their camp being cleaned up. Uh, so, yeah, we, we have other people in the city who, who do those things, um, who, who take people out of parks, but park rangers absolutely do not yeah. kick anybody out of the park. How would you define getting out of hand? Because I feel like everyone in this city has a different definition of that as evidenced by how our mayoral elections coming along. Yeah. Um, for us, getting out of hand is just... We have, for example, we have some campers in Hidden Hollow. They keep their camp really clean. They, a lot of times when we're coming through, they're sweeping up, cleaning up after other campers and keeping the area clean. There's no, we never see any drug paraphernalia. And if there is ever anything, they will tell us about it so we can, we can help them clean that up. And so we don't have any problem with those kinds of situations. When we have, let's say, a camper who sets up a tent in a wildlife area or directly on a sidewalk where it's very obvious that they're affecting other people's ability to use the park, then that's a conversation where we're willing to have step in, ask them to move to a different location. But yeah, usually out of hand is just, you can pretty clearly tell there's just trash everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so pretty simple. They're not being, if they're not being a good steward of the space, like we would ask anybody else in the park to be, then that's something that can be a little out of hand and we'll have mm -hmm. to escalate. I want to ask you about spending basically every day in the same space because this park looks, it, it is bigger than it looks, I will say. We just took a lap and I was surprised at how big it is. But it's not that big. Mm -hmm. You've been on this gig for about six months, you said. When you walk the same landscape every single day, I imagine you notice things that you wouldn't normally notice. Like, are there things that have surprised you or that you've discovered in this park just from like frequency of use? Mm -hmm. um, I think what has surprised me, I would say, is just kind of the patterns of usage, um, seeing as the season t as seasons pass, um, where different people use the park differently. Um, huh. But yeah, occasionally very random things like you'll stumble upon a rock and say, was that there last week? I don't know. <laughs> I've walked through here maybe... 60 times and I don't remember if that thousand pound boulder was there um, so so yes things do surprise you but yeah there's not not a ton of surprises at this point it's all pretty routine um, but we do try to break that up by visiting other parks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you have like I hope this question doesn't insult you, but this is what this would be me in your scenario. Like, have you named the animals? <laughs> um, we have named we yes. had we, <laughs> we had an elk in Parley's Historic Nature Park that was um, spending a lot of time in the BMX park. We did name him Bruno, I believe that was. <laughs> yeah. um, I yeah. So yes, we have named the animals. I believe the past team that was here at Fairmont named a lot of the ducks. Yeah. But we, we've refrained from naming a lot of the ducks this year because we've noticed that you never know when they're going to be gone. So oh, we yeah. try not to get too close to them. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Enough said. <laughs> okay. Well, we are, last question. We are in the throes of park season. People are picnicking, recreating, napping, doing all kinds of stuff in the park. 
Any parting reminders for folks that are using our parks this summer? Yeah, so I think the biggest reminder would be to just be conscious of, of how your use is affecting other park users because while it might seem, seem harmless that your dog is off leash right now, it might be making somebody uncomfortable mm-hmm. who's got kids who are scared of dogs or if you're not watching your dog very closely, your dog might be pooping in the field and then we've got leagues that are coming and they're going to do a, a tackle or a slide right into that. And that's for not real? pleasant for anybody. No. Um, so yeah, just be conscious of how your use might be affecting other users. Still, obviously, enjoy the space, but try to pick up after yourself. We want the parks to be welcoming and inclusive spaces, and if everybody can kind of be conscious of how, how they're affecting other users, I think that makes it a much more inclusive and welcoming space for everybody in the park. Also, just come prepared. You know, it's going to get really hot, so bring lots of water, wear sunscreen, wear some kind of sun protection. There's lots of amenities in the park, but still, it's a good idea to come prepared. Salt Lake City Park Ranger Nawal Tulian, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. If you want to know more about how Salt Lake City Park Rangers are spending their time, there is a tracker on the Park Ranger Program website. I linked it in the show notes. Each week, it's updated with a breakdown of the kinds of interactions park rangers had and with whom. In other park news, the city is looking to give the Liberty Park Playground a facelift, and they want your input. Some money has been allocated to reimagine the play area. What would you or the kids in your life like to see? Take the city's survey, please. I linked it in the show notes. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city. Bye.